Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. So uh, j- just to make us sound even more cool than what we already are, you're welcome. I was thinking like, this is how I, I spend my weekends watching replays of conferences on social media. This is how cool we are, Becca, isn't it? We're so cool. We are so cool. Yeah. My, uh, who needs Netflix when you have replays from these online conferences? Okay. <laughs> you know what? Actually, this is, again, today we're a bit all over the place. And my excuse is because Instagram was down. So everybody's all over the place. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that, obviously, aside from other things. But I also wanted to say, so I'm just going to try and find it. This is not a piece of social media news, but it's super interesting. And talking about Netflix, that's what came up into my head. There's actually a friend and a guest, actually, the podcast, uh, Lucy Werner, who came up a couple of, um, probably a couple of months ago, actually, by now. And they are doing... There's a really cool new, I think it's on Netflix and is, I'm going to read it out. It's a series, I think, and it's called Uncertainty Experts. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I haven't, I haven't, but this sounds like my cup of tea. Yeah, so it is actually, I think from what I look like, it is going to be, I don't know where it's going to be on Netflix, but I know it's going to be definitely also online. And I was just going to read you what it is, because I think it's going to be super interesting. And if I can watch it, 
Okay, we can only talk about it afterwards, but it's a live 60-minute advanced screening of the first season of this immersive experience. And it is apparently, it doesn't really tell you exactly what it is, but it tells you that it's going to be an immersive experience, an online sort of like screening. And it's all about, here it goes, like kind of understanding like the impact of global anxiety and influence on social behaviors, both online and offline, also related to businesses. So I think it's going to, I know that they did this kind of big series and I think it's going to be really interesting. So it's kind of interesting that it is going potentially mainstream. I found it really fascinating. I just wanted to put it out there. Uh, talking about Netflix so that's something that we could watch as well on Netflix probably yeah. afterwards so it's, it's really cool now into so many things so little time but we cannot not talk about can I just say Becca if anybody listened last week and hello loyal listeners didn't we just talk about this I mean I'm just gonna put it out there okay kids I am Nostradamus of social media. You're welcome. Okay, I'm going to go now. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm back. <laughs> I mean, didn't we literally, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we discussed and I put it out there. Are we actually going to stop treating Instagram as God? I just put it out there. And I know that I had already your vote because top TikTok, right? But I'm just going to put it out there. I said it. There he is. Oh, now, what do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to wallow in. <laughs> a hat on. Your future prediction. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Clairvoyant, whichever word you want. Yeah. So, Instagram, can we live without it? No. 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 When did you find... This is like a... Will be one of those things. Like, where were you when Instagram went down? Like, what were you doing, Fab, when you realised that... Hold on. Instagram. it's not working it's not working you know what it was for me it wasn't even instagram it was whatsapp because i was asking for a password to somebody and i was like okay and this again this is where i'm gonna be the controversial one i just med like this Meh. <laughs> i was like okay we'll come back at some point maybe and i was like what if I lose this 56,000 followers on one of our accounts, right? Or the 10,000 of mine. And I was like, eh. I got, you know, people that know where to find me, they can listen to the po- I literally thought, I got a podcast, I got a magazine, I got 17,000 mailing lists. I genuinely felt, okay. Yeah. But I kind of felt already that way. I want to hear how you felt. But I think a lot of people also had a bit of a wake-up call. How did you feel? What were you doing? How did you feel when that happened? I was, I think I just finished work when I realized and I went on Instagram to have like a wind down, like scroll through Instagram. And I was like, oh, yeah. And it didn't like, it didn't refresh. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, it is quite rare to be fair, but, you know, sometimes it just does that. And I thought, oh, it will be my Wi-Fi or something. So I went onto Twitter and then I saw people saying, what's up down, my group chats. I can't cope without my group chats. And I was like, what's everyone talking about? Then I went onto WhatsApp and then I saw, and I was like, because I think, yeah, that got me a bit more than Instagram. I was like, oh, Oh, like I, I'm quite a voice note person you are and I was like I want to send my voice notes to my friends and I can't do it but I wasn't too worried because I thought oh it'll be half an hour it'll come back 
And then when it didn't for like five or six hours, I was like, hmm, this is a bit more substantial than normal. By the way, I love that you mentioned you went on Twitter. That's that's the running joke that I always make whenever, and also Twitter, uh, Twitter did um. The roast that Twitter did on social media is just worth, you can go to our Twitter, Alt Mark School, and just look at it because we're going to reshare it after this. It was so fun. It was like, hi, everyone. <laughs> Twitter is very self-aware that every single time Instagram is down, <laughs> people will flock and just say, is it just me or is the world on fire? And it's like, yeah, it's not just you. And <laughs> that's why I love, I just love that because it resonated with me so much. That's what I do every single time. I love um sometimes I find, you know, when you have brands talking to other brands on Twitter, sometimes it can be a little bit cringe and a little bit like, oh, oh this feels really like not the time. But this was the time. And some of the brand replies to Twitter's, hi everyone, like you're all here, we know why. We're really good. And I was like, actually, Twitter, like I do quite like Twitter in general anyway, but I was like, so that time when Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp were down, Twitter felt really, like a really nice place. I was like, oh, everyone's chatting. It's really nice. Everyone's come together because nothing's working. But, you know, it's like quite a jolly five hours. <laughs> to be honest, like, I, I, give, I, give, I know that I give Twitter a lot of sticks. And it's more for fun because just because of how many features I've been trying to push in the last six months. But... I do agree. I think it's got, it went from being questionable just when it comes to the conversations. I think it almost reverted back to actually being a place that like people are starting to use in a more mindful way, in a more interesting way. So I do agree. It's, it's a bit like LinkedIn. I think they're actually evolving. And yeah, as similarly to you, I was seeing some really fun conversations and things going on. But you know what? I'm, so when it comes to marketing school and also in general, you know, a lot of the people that I interact with, do actually interact, I guess it's also us being marketing managers and social media peeps. Again, we do spread our eggs in a couple of different baskets. So to me, it wasn't, I didn't feel it as much, but for Creative Impact, she was my other brand, which again, as a reminder, experts, wellness professionals, small founders in the wellness industry mainly, so on, on well-being. So these people, you can still see that they still kind of live a bit more on Instagram. And I think this was the interesting one for me. Plus, also, I would say, actually, also for all marketing school, one big chunk of our audience is probably the younger, early career marketers. And, you know, they might be VAs, they might be freelancers, they might even be employees. And I see that they still, like, they're probably, like, late mid-millennials, so they still live on Instagram a lot as well, not just TikTok. And these are the people that I was fascinated to see the conversation they were bringing up. It's kind of funny because it went quiet and then Instagram came back and then they started talking again. So they didn't necessarily go on LinkedIn for that. But I don't know if you noticed any, again, because of our audiences, I could see some people actually. One thing that I would say, which made me lull so much, and this is because that's what I talk about all the time. And I know that you probably also kind of believe in that. People are like, oh yeah, go back to my website. You know that thing that I have on my mailing list. And I was like, I did I tell you that world? I don't know if you had the same. It's, like, it's great to have these platforms and we can really use them for good, but you have your own thing, create your own thing, nurture your own thing, work on your own thing, whether it's a podcast or whatever it is. What is yours that you actually have that you can, you know, that you can foster? And I think a lot of people were like, oh yeah, it's true. I have a website. I have a mailing list. And everybody was asking me to join their mailing list. And I was like, no. Anyway, 
this is my little rant, but I don't know if you saw anybody no. of this ilk and the realizations they had. I did. And I saw a few interesting conversations with people with um, opposing views because there were some comments where people were almost being a little bit smug, I would say, like just the way that they were phrasing it on Twitter, being like, and this is why you have a strategy across all social media platforms, you know, da, da, da. And yeah, yeah, sure. Like that is important. And if you're, especially from like a brand perspective, maybe you've got the resource and the time to be able to do that. But then um, I saw some creators who are much smaller saying, actually, that's great if you've got that time, but lots of people don't have the time or the resource. Like they have to pick a platform. And quite often for a lot of people that is Instagram because it's it's visual, it's a good way to represent the brand and it's easy to kind of, although I, I know I'm guilty of moaning about, oh, they've got too many different ways, like stories or photos or IGTV and all of that. Actually, that can be quite good. If you've only got time to dedicate to one platform, it can be good for that reason. But it was like, yeah, if you are a small business or a creator that, you know, focused on one, I can imagine those few hours were a little bit like, this is scary because I can't, you know, I don't have the resource to be also somewhere else to the same like quality and same standard. Now Instagram's down, like, what, is it going to come back? What's going to happen? And then the other thing that I saw as well, which luckily didn't impact me too much, and this is done pure luck, there were no like super time sensitive campaigns. But then I was like, I can't access Facebook Ads Manager. Like, I've got client campaigns running. Oh my God. Like, you can't stop that. Obviously, they're not running because Facebook was down. But I was like, I can't get in. I can't see how they're doing. If the client's asking questions, you're like, I literally can't give you an answer. I don't know how they're doing at this moment. Don't know when it's come back. Don't know how much potential, like, loss there's been in that, that window of time. So it's, it's just a bit scary. But, yeah. You know what? On that note... Because you made me think right now, especially on the last note you made. I, this is very timely. So at the time of recording, I actually have a call that I booked last week. Because if you don't know, you're, you're, if you are a marketer, you should know. But if you don't know, if you spent enough money with Facebook, and we've been obviously with the same Facebook account since 2014, so we did. You can actually request um, some free kind of calls to talk about improving your ads. And sometimes I do that because things change and I'm like, well, I can get in touch with an expert. Fuck it, I'm going to get in excuse my French. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And it's coming up today at time of recording. And part of me is like, seriously, just because it won't happen. Do I really want to have that chat? Am I, I'm a very small business. And I'm like, do I really, do I want to invest in a lot of ads? I think I can, I can still do the simple ones. It was more like for me to ask, you know, for some kind of better ways to maybe target. And I'm just, part of me is like, is there really when I want to put my ads budget? You know, things, this is the funny thing. As soon as you get the reminder of like, oh, it could go tomorrow. And is like, and a lot of people I think now are realizing, I, I'm predicting again, clairvoyant hat. Another little, I think there's going to be a flock on TikTok. Some people that were not sure whether they wanted to use TikTok. I think they're going to be like, which it's going to be Becca's rage now and, and enjoy. So, you know, part of me is like, yeah, I don't think you should not pursue it anymore but as I even from a paid ads point of view or from that kind of like from a more involved campaign point of view 
everything is Instagram first a lot. And I, and you said it as well. A lot of people are like, you know, let's go for Instagram first. And I think there's going to be a bit more of a, of a shift right now when it comes to the different social platforms and finding at least a couple of options. And because of a lot of creators and even Instagram, I mean, they wouldn't have known that this would have to people this way. But I think by doing the shift to become a video first app, cash, they almost cornered themselves a bit now because it's like well then I'm gonna jump on TikTok if this is not working if you know what I mean I want to see what you think because I know this is a very close and dear to your heart topic but that's what how I felt yeah in the space of 24 hours that's how my brain went no I, I definitely see where you're coming from and that was another thing I saw the, the kind of joke going around was like oh we're all on Twitter now and then when we get, we're done with Twitter we're just looking through TikTok like this is how we're spending the next few hours and yeah I think one of the concerning things is because it's it's not just Facebook it's not just Instagram it's not just WhatsApp because they're all joined together now there I, I definitely thought or had that feeling of like mm, yeah I don't although that has its conveniences when something like this happens, it's like, oh, everything is gone. So being able to turn to Twitter or TikTok, which are completely separate, they're in their own thing. Like if Twitter went down, that's fine. You've got loads of other options. If TikTok went down, that's fine. You've got loads of options. But if Facebook or one part of it goes down, it's like, well, it's all it's all ruined. <laughs> you know, that's what it feels like. And I would be, I think everyone has that, well, maybe not everyone, but I think a lot of people do have that underlying concern at the moment because there always seems to be like the latest bad thing with Facebook. And, you know, whether it's like data related or privacy related or questionable product choices and things like that, it's like a never ending list. And this is just adding to that pile of, hmm, it's okay. Like, you can you can still have a good time on the platform but is it like has that tipping point been reached now and are we just watching it slowly you know crumble I don't know that sounds really um like crumble you went for like I was gonna be much stronger but I was like crumble crumble feels a bit gentle you know what? <laughs> have you ever seen like a, a castle crumble I, I mean it depends on what crumbles but if <laughs> If if you're going with like a really massive structure, which is what Facebook feel like crumble. <laughs> you know, but you have an excellent point there. Regardless of the crumble word, you have an excellent point. And actually, I'm gonna just I guess finish up this conversation. We could literally I think have two hour conversation about this, but we're gonna try to keep it brief for you, team. There's a, there's something that I sent you this morning at time of recording which was an interesting piece on LinkedIn that was highlighted, which was around the Discord and communities as such. Obviously, um, community building is going to be a big part of the certification. It's kind of like where I'm kind of slightly defining the curriculum, obviously, for the certification. And it's something that I know a lot of, something that I do a lot. And um, whether it's platforms like Circle or whether it's platforms, even like Discord, obviously, because there's the chat element first, I do believe that especially with what we're talking about today, at least right now, the Instagram kind of conundrum. Uh, communities and brands building those communities, especially outside of Facebook, is going to become big. So the LinkedIn article, which I sent back, was all about Discord deciding not to ad not to use any sort of advertising, something that platforms like Medium do as well, and kind of like not wanting to somehow taint, I guess, the community experience. And I found it really interesting. Obviously, I don't do as much paid advertising as you do, 
So that's why I also wanted to send it your way. I think it makes sense for the type of platform that it is, but it also shows that, you know, users are much more aware and there's actually like that. I think this is an interesting fact that has been pulled also by LinkedIn as this is a topic of conversation that is worth having. It might be unrelated to what happened this week, but I think it spurred that conversation. I want to hear your thoughts on this before we close off on the Instagram meltdown. I think it, it highlights, so I use Discord quite a lot and one of the best things about it is that it doesn't have ads and you can, if people are thinking, well, how do they make any money then? So you can buy like higher tiers, which give you like more emojis, bigger communities, like things like that. But it's absolutely, I've never paid for it and it's never been a problem. But I do think you're right. Users are more savvy than ever in terms of ads and it doesn't take a genius to work out you know oh ads are really targeted like they're targeted to me it feels like they're following me around the internet and obviously some of the things that have happened this year mean that that might feel a bit less but I, I feel like the damage has already been done to like your typical audience's like perception of ads they're like mm, an ad what I'd, I'd, I'd rather not even if it could it could be like the best ad ever and it's like no I'd rather just have the experience without and from my point of view, it's going to be interesting because I think definitely sometimes when I'm um, working with clients, they're just like, oh, just get me in front of users, like however it needs to be done. And it's like, well, sure, but that's not always going to be as easy going forward because there are like Discord has seen such a rise in popularity, especially like last year through lockdown and it's carried on this year. And it, I think you'll agree like it feels like that's just part of like the creator like kit now like you have your social channels you've got your own things like your mailing list and stuff and then you've got your community as well it's like join me on discord and then that's a place for you to talk directly and it's a really powerful way because you feel also like you're very close to that creator like you've got a direct line of communication without ads so from a marketer perspective like because I do a lot of paid social I'm a bit like how am I gonna how am I gonna tackle this? But I think it does indicate that we've seen it happen to Instagram and how, as well as all the different formats, it's now like every third post is an ad. Every it feels like every other story, there's a story ad. It's like another ad, another ad, there's another ad. And it's like there's gonna get to a point where people just go, This is this is not this is not it, it's not working. And yeah, I think the risk that we have at the moment is you could literally have the best ad ever, the best product ever, but people are like becoming immune to seeing it. And they're just like, yeah, screw like don't even have to look at my phone and I know when to skip past them. So that's, that's great for people who are building communities because that's where their interest is. But I think the platforms are going to have to do something really imaginative to make sure that paid options, that paid ad options are still going to be useful in like a year, five years time. Like, I don't know, think about that. So I'm thinking about that. Okay, since this is one of one of the big things you do, I want to give you a bit of respite from our user point point of view. For example, from me, and this is maybe where things are going. Again, this is a very very big clairvoyant. I imagine like a massive hat because I'm going a bit further down the road. But and I also would love to hear your opinion, guys. You know, that you can always us if you want to share what you think but I find that if it's an ad as these days 
if it's an ad that is selling me something or an ad that is very specific, like it's got the look of the ad, I'm like, but I don't even mind on Instagram, even I think Instagram and Pinterest are the ones where I see them more. So I'm going to go with that. In, on TikTok, I see them, but I, honestly, I still don't scroll enough these days. If it's more like, this is this awesome brand, or this is who we are, if it's about brand awareness right now, I am more in tune. Before it could have been like, oh yeah, this is this offer, this product. But I think again, the shelf life of that was a bit shorter. I'm talking a lot about also service and, and uh, I guess digital product-based stuff is very saturated. Again, obviously the people that I talk to, so that's what they show me. But I find that if now I see an ad from a brand, they just kind of, even Urban Outfitters does quite a few. And they just basically, they're almost like boosting posts, which I know should be really, really bad. But because of the fact that it literally looks like their feed, I don't mind it as much. Oh yeah, that's that's some of the cool stuff they've got going on. And I have a couple of other brands that are doing this way where their ads are more like shots of their products or, but without the big push of selling. And it sounds like a, a way to almost introduce themselves into the feed into quite a natural way. And I don't mind that. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a picture of a really cute uh, university sort of like hub from Urban Outfitters where they showcase a couple of things. This is how I personally feel. It could be that obviously for other people are different, but because it is almost like a break from every other ad offer with like a sales and it's kind of like really pushy. But if I don't know the brand and I can just kind of peruse around and look at the other products or what they are, or I get a bit of an introduction, to me right now, it feels a lot more gentle. I would love to hear your opinion because I think you might also tap into TikTok and a couple of things that you highlighted this week and what they are doing for creators and brands. So let's try and weave those two in together. Well, so interesting, the topic of boosting posts and how that's kind of feels like it's been frowned upon for a couple of years or so now. But one of the things that TikTok are really pushing at the moment, and they talked about it in TikTok World, which is very exciting, were Spark ads. So super quick tutorial on, um, on Instagram, on TikTok ads, you can have like the massive big budget ads which appear um, right at the very top of your feed when you open the app. And then if you go to like the discovery page, they're on the swipey swipe. They're huge big budgets. But for regular, like people like you and me or brands which don't have 50K to put in ad spend, you can use in-feed ads, which would just be like create your content, put it in and it'll come up in the feed, good name. Spark ads, however, are very new and are this essentially TikTok's answer to boosting posts and they are actively saying, experiment as much as you like with your organic content, see what's resonating with your audience, see what's stuff like, be, be as varied as you can within your own content to get a really good idea of what's working well, what's not, the length of the video, the style like should you have creators in it or is it more of a like point of view video that kind of thing and then use a spark ad to to basically boost the best the organic content that you've had with the best performance which I thought was interesting because at first I was like ah, mm, this has been like you know drummed into me don't do that don't do that don't do it and I'm like maybe actually this makes sense on a platform maybe because of the way that TikTok is and the type of content it is it, it's like actually yeah I'll do testing organically before putting you know more money behind it so that's one of the things that's come out recently the other thing is um all this 
talk about creators and everything. TikTok are putting more and more emphasis around their creator marketplace so that, and we've talked about this a lot, but making that whole process much more streamlined. So a brand can go in, you've got a brief, let's see who's going to be most suitable, have a look at the creators, and then have a direct line of communication throughout the process so if there's any like tweaks that need doing the actual point of yep this has been approved all of that within tiktok's interface which i think is really really good because that's definitely been i sometimes see when i'm working with clients like the look of fear on their face if you're like okay we need to like work out which influencers are going to be best on tiktok and they're like how do we even start like what does that even look like because Although the process isn't that different to like Instagram, it's not really different at all. People still, I think, feel a bit scared of TikTok. And they're like, this is new, this is new, we don't know what we're doing. It's it's okay, it's okay, it's all fine. And I'll give you one more snippet. One more snippet. TikTok are being very creative um, and making it even cooler cooler they're already very good at analyzing your content but there's going to be like a new dynamic tool where you can basically take your ads and it will chop it up and break it down into like scenes and make it so many combinations out of that so you can test it which I'm very excited about because I know that from a testing perspective that can sometimes be very very time consuming and then you're like too many variables but tiktok are making it very exciting so if you haven't caught up with tiktok well do it lots lots of good things for marketers if now you can just listen to us talking about it at some point soon that's another good shout as well you know what i love i love all of this so yes because like you'll be the queen so this is where i step back and i just listen to you and i just and also you cannot see it but literally there were hearts coming out of rebecca's eyes they didn't know it was possible but apparently it happens when you're talking about tiktok but you know what I love as well, because uh, like the emphasis on the creator's marketplace, and I can see it with Instagram kind of attempt, and obviously they're rolling out things a bit slower, like them affiliate links and stuff like that. And they have a marketplace where, for example, from TikTok, I can really feel the push and I think it's great. And I think Instagram, because there's been so many other ways to do it before that, they do have it and they're working on it. But doesn't make the news as much or they don't focus on it as much and I think it's a shame because again it goes back to the idea of the organic content and we know all know the influencer and creator content as that positive of it but I think if there's an element that if Instagram is actually becoming the middleman just like TikTok if the platforms become the middleman I think there's going to be a bit more trust and a better understanding and I think almost like allows actually brands to use the tool and use the creators in a much easier way and again giving them those options and having those options both from a brand side and a creator side so I think it goes back to what you just said with different ways and different elements of ads again we know that the native ads that feel like another TikTok work on TikTok and I think it's just a no-brainer you know the more you make it feel like something I was reading for a piece of research for an article I was doing and you know millennials and Gen Z even more so they're probably the, the generations that use ad blockers the most and they're savviest about these sort of things. And so this is a great reminder that even as a platform, you need to be on top of that and stay ahead of it. But being able to almost use ads, I believe, again, I'm not the expert in it from this, why you are the teacher as well for this in a certification and not me. I believe that 
still though people are looking they don't mind being introduced to something they don't know from an app i think still they're like okay this is actually relevant to what i'm interested in and i'm I think just we're not right now we're tired to be sold to from an ad. Whereas if you do it from a creative perspective, I like I like this person anyway. I follow them anyway. So if they share something and I know it's kind of like there's a lot, there's a tiny bit more education around it. So that's I think why it's kind of nice to have the creator tell you if you want to buy this, this is where I used it, this is where I buy it. But as a cold ad, is like somebody just knocking on your door and being like, hi, I'm a salesperson. Buy my Bible. It doesn't. <laughs> this is a really old reference i don't think it works anymore so i'm really excited myself for all these bits of news that are coming and i think this leads us to a bit of a wrap-up we went from meltdowns to breakthroughs i mean this is what i should call the episode actually so you might see it from instagram meltdowns to tiktok breakthroughs bam name of the episode right there Anyways, we'd love to hear what you think. You know that you can obviously let us know on Instagram at Alt Marketing School, on Twitter at Alt Mark School, and everywhere else. But also, obviously, on altmarketingschool.com. That's where you can find out more about this episode and all the past episodes. If you want to spread the love and share something with me or Becca, you can find me at Fab Giovanetti everywhere. Becca, what about yourself? At Becca Social. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.